1: a betting man was I, I'd bet every single one of us have found ourselves standing in the storms of life soaking wet but do not fret Chin up my friend, a little bit of rain is not how this
2: thing ends but sometimes we forget So if you understand, let me
0: see those hands Cause everybody needs a little hope Welcome to HOPE, the program that offers hope to the struggling Hope for the Depressed and Hope for the Oppressed. Now here are your hosts, Tommy Wilson, Bobby Capps, and Wesley Jackson.
1: Well, good morning and welcome to our show here, Hope. We're in the uh, Super Talk studio here live in downtown Corinth on a little bit of an overcast Thursday morning. Uh, we're here every Thursday morning to share hope with the local community. My name is Wesley Jackson and I co-host this show with my good friends, Bobby Caps and Tommy Wilson. Well, yeah, I did. that's it. You didn't, hear him. you didn't hear him chime in. It's just me today. No, I, um, I got to fill in, as as obviously has become a, a regular thing. Mm-hmm. Brett Butler's here with me on the set, and I think Bobby will join us a little later, Brett. but Good morning. We're excited to be here this morning just to uh, talk about what's going on in the local community, talk about what's going on in our local ministries. There's a lot of things going on uh, over at the Freedom Center over at Living Free Ministries. And uh, we we enjoy a weekly opportunity just to come here and share the hope that we have in Christ and the hope that we have for what is going on with our guys at the Freedom Center and in the local ministries. Brett, we were talking uh, just a second ago there earlier. You got a lot going on over there at Crosswind, as y'all... Got to get started with a uh, a new class you'll be offering on Wednesday night.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, you know the Lord Jesus has really uh, you know he just continues to put us in very interesting uh, situations and give us uh, awesome opportunities to serve and um, and uh, but he always provides the resources and uh, and the wisdom and and so we're thankful for that. Um, so yes. Yesterday, um, we started a a class, uh, a training. Um, a fellowship. Yeah. Uh, you can call it several different things, but um, as you probably know, we have the Crosswind Counseling Center yeah. uh, established there at Crosswind. Both myself and Bobby Capps are licensed counselors, uh, biblical counselors, and, uh, and we've had the center uh, kind of formally established, I guess you could say, for going on two years now. Yeah. But um, one of the goals of the center always has been Uh, to be a training ground for the body of Christ, for the local body of Christ, uh, men and women to be able to come and receive encouragement and biblical training, to be able to go into their individual church communities and into their families and provide um, counseling uh, for people in need that are close to them. Um, you know, the Bible makes it clear that um, as as people that God has saved by His grace, we are filled by His Spirit, mm. and that comes with all uh, the wisdom and the and the power and the love and and so um, uh, the entire body of Christ is competent. To counsel, yeah. and and so that's what we're trying to inspire. Uh, we are we are basically just producing a a layperson training ground. So every Wednesday night from six to seven, man, we are just uh, inviting people to join us at Crosswind, and we are just teaching folks how to counsel.
1: Well, that's uh, I, you know I don't know if I can express how valuable that is to our local community as someone who uh, deals with. Not only you, Brett, but Bobby on the regular at the Freedom Center. Uh, the local community here really is blessed by Crosswinds and the counseling that we have available. And what a blessing it is just to share that with the local community. And that's uh, that's something that will be happening on Wednesday. You uh, you said uh, biblical counseling, Brett. Yeah. Uh, me and Bobby heard a lot about biblical counseling this weekend and the sufficiency of Scripture yep. in that setting to uh, care for people's souls, to care for the cares that they have, the world and the burdens the world's put on them. And uh, we got to go up to Cincinnati this weekend to the uh, yearly Tax Summit. That's the yeah. Addiction Connection Summit with Dr. Mark Shaw, which is the curriculum we use around the Freedom Center. He wrote a book called The Heart of Addiction. For those of you out there listening, maybe that wanna I want to get a little more insight into the addiction world and what we teach and what we uh, believe out at the Freedom Center, and that is that the Lord has the answer for addiction. It's because it stems at the heart, yeah. starts at our heart. We all are um, born into a sick, sin-sick world, and uh, it starts with our heart. And so he wrote a book on it. We went up, got with a group this weekend that uh, really just share and what's going on around the nation in the biblical counseling world. So got to learn a lot, be with some folks that's been doing residential recovery for a good while. Um, got to pick their brains, learn a lot. And, uh, just had a really good weekend, caught a, caught a Reds game while we were yes, there. Yes, that's or awesome. Two, I'm jealous about two. that.
3: You know, Doc, Dr. Shaw, uh, you know, Mark Shaw, he's a he's a friend of our ministries. Yeah. Uh, he's someone who's been to Corinth. He loves Corinth. He's obviously uh, a major thought leader in biblical counseling yeah. and addictions counseling. And so, you know, I, I had the opportunity, Bobby and I went to that conference together about, oh gosh, three or four years ago yeah. up in the Cincinnati area. And that is just a wonderful time to to get together and to learn. Uh, to me, the best part is the networking. I mean, you literally sure. have uh, biblical counselors and addiction professionals and thought leaders from all over mm. the country mm. that converge upon Cincinnati. I mean, I think, I mean, I met people from Washington State and the East Coast mm. and all over the place. So um, I'm glad you guys got to go to that and uh, got to take in a little Major League Baseball,
1: too. That's always cool. Yeah, we got so. to uh, see Ellie De La Cruz hit a yeah. hit just a he's, missile he's, out. He's pretty La good, Field. isn't he? He's a, <laughs> yeah. he's a very talented individual. He's he got is. all the tools. That dude can fly down the baseline. Yeah, so I, I was very impressed with his uh, physique.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's pretty know. doggone good.
1: But yeah. uh, it was it was a great weekend. It's one that I look forward to every year now. I've been going with Bobby for the last, I guess this was our mm-hmm. third one together, yeah. and you know, the past two years, it's been in Florence, Kentucky, which is just right yeah. across the state line mm-hmm. from uh, Cincinnati there. And I never really had got to take in the downtown scenery mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. Man, it's just a beautiful city. It's a nice place. It's a place. big city. Yeah, and uh, for sure. I really enjoyed it being uh, in Cincinnati this year. And I think mm-hmm. they're going to have it there again next year at the church we had it at. So I'm looking forward to next year getting with all the folks and, and seeing what changes from year to year and how each... Each ministry that's represented there grows and I'm also always excited to tell them about what's going on here in Corinth all the mm-hmm. things we have going in the local community the opportunities that the community provides for us to share the gospel to uh, counsel the brokenhearted the marginalized people Brett and it's uh, it's just a blessing Bobby you're awfully quiet over there. you done slid yeah. in on us
4: <laughs> yeah well the guys at Magnolia PT wanted me to give okay. wanted me to give them a shout out and yeah. said that but for the grace of God and them I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so, uh, thanks guys at uh, Magnolia PT. They really have been helping my shoulder recover. Uh, yeah, I mean like uh, one of the things that Brett talked about about counseling and one of the things that we learn up at the Tax Summit and even with our curriculum is that uh, somehow, uh, you know, 60 years ago or something, we kind of thought that unless we were professionals, we couldn't help folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the church, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about like normal, I mean, you know, the world. I'm talking about the church. Church mm-hmm. thought like, oh, no, man, you know, they've got too many problems. And, but here's the deal. I've got somebody in my family that's struggling, and the only person they're going to come to is me, and I'd better figure out how to help them. That's it. And what we began to have a passion for mm. is to say, no, 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 God, God's word really is sufficient mm. uh, to help the human heart uh, and to help our stuff. And it may be true that the church hasn't done a good job because they've kind of handed it off to the professional um, in uh, equipping, you know, uh, the, the, the normal church member on how to care for people's souls. Uh, but uh, we we just think that that's a mistake, and the biblical counseling movement is a testimony to that.
1: Yeah.
4: Even starting fi- starting fifty years ago, when there was this great, you know, bulwark, you know, uh, superpower guy named Jay Adams that said, "We're taking counseling back. This belongs in the church," you know. And but you know, since then, there's probably You know, thousands and thousands of biblical counselors who've been certified and trained to do biblical counseling. And and remember, don't hear professional there, you know, either, Mm. you know, because what we're trying to not be uh, is professional. What we are trying to learn in our studies uh, is that what does God say about the human heart? What does God say about its condition? What is God's provision for it? Uh, and then how can we lay hold of God's provision uh, for our, for our suffering and for our and for our addictions and for our messed up marriages and for our, you know, recovering from, a, you know, affairs and at all. You know, yeah. so, yeah, we're we're uh, we, uh, we're real passionate about it and we want to use Crosswind Counseling Center. Uh, to be a training ground to where any person, I don't care who you are, if you're a believer and you have a Bible, uh, you can help your neighbor. And, um, and there's so many times I had, I told a story last night. There's a gal, I'll, I'll blow you up, Jennifer, because I know you don't care. Jennifer came to me one time and she said, Bobby, I've got this girlfriend and she needs to talk to you. And I go, no, she needs to talk to you and well she's been hesitant you know she's been talking to me for two years but she doesn't want to go to and i said well then you're the person she needs to talk oh but i don't know what to do and i said well what's her problem and so she told me her problem and i said well what do you think a a godly response to that would be and she said well this and this and this and i go yes go tell her that
1: (laughs) you know what i mean this isn't difficult well, you know? That's funny so, you say that, Bobby. Yeah. Oftentimes, we can make it a lot more difficult than it is, and if we lean on the sufficiency of Scripture yeah. and we look for the Lord to uh, work inside of our problems, it's always a better result. And, and I've learned that firsthand in my own life and uh, my own marriage and. And just uh, a lot of the The struggles that I've had over the years. The professionalizing
4: of counseling has created all these big labels and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it makes it feel like we don't know nothing. We know a bunch of stuff. My grandma can counsel better than most of anybody I've ever met. My wife who's never taken a class in none of this stuff, is the best counselor I've ever met. I mean, and so my deal is is that, you know, we, we really do. But you know why? Because she's a godly woman, and she knows God's ways. Well, that's it. You know, so.
1: Well, Bobby, we, uh, we're going to take a break. Before we do, I'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsors. We couldn't do what we do without the sponsors, and uh, they've been supportive since day one, We're going on two years doing this show, so we're thankful for our sponsors. Give a shout out to Living Free Ministries, Nick Bain's Mm -hmm. Law Office. Nick just ran for representative and got the W. So, uh, we'll have a runoff. And uh, so we're looking for Nick at the next election cycle to get the W. Um, Daniel Arthur and the Local Subways, Hudson Window Solutions, Gatwin's Pharmacy, Wilco Real Estate Group. Maria and her group do a great job buying and selling. Reach out to them you're in the home buying or selling market crosswind ministries and corinth mattress furniture outlet guys we're going to take our first break but you're going to want to come back with us we have a great topic today one that we heard about while we were down in cincinnati and uh excited to share with you today we're going to talk about suffering and how to suffer well and how to minister to the suffering
0: Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605.
2: Hey folks, it's Tommy Wilson, Car Mattress Furniture Outlet, right here in Coren, Mississippi on Highway 72. Man, it is it hot. It's summertime, just right for water slide for your parties or your family reunions. We have several to pick from there at the store. Also, we have hot deals on mattresses. We've got $400 off of Kings on certain mattresses for this summer. Come see us right there on Highway 72. And remember, you got to come three miles west of high prices to get them deals.
0: Bain and Bowen, attorneys at law are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen. now back to hope with tommy wilson bobby caps and wesley
1: jackson well welcome back here to our show hope i'm here in the Super Talk studio with my good friends brett butler and bobby caps uh we're excited about the show we have today we've just shared uh kind of what's been going on in the life of our ministries over the last couple of weeks and uh excited to dive into today's topic which will be suffering uh Bobby, we went to Cincinnati, as we talked about in the first segment, and while we were there, we heard uh, two folks share their personal testimony of uh, something no one ever wants to deal with. They lost a child. Uh, it's been 17 years ago, I think they said, but they, uh, they gave a powerful testimony about how God carried them through that moment, and so we thought today we would talk about suffering and uh, ministering to the suffering, uh, walking through the trial of the suffering, At that time, you know, one of the powerful statements I think they said that stuck out to me is that your moment to really witness and share in your testimony is the moment that it happens. Right then is whenever you stand on the power that the Lord gives you and you trust in God at that moment. And that's what they said they did. You know, they looked to the uh, local community to love on them, to embrace them and wrap their arms around them. But... They also said that they took it on as an assignment from the Lord to uh, glorify God in Mm -hmm. all things, not just some things. And, uh, you know, I I heard that, and it really spoke to my heart because, you know, we see people come in, and we're going through a season at the uh, Freedom Center where where we've dealt with some loss. Yeah. And, uh, you
3: know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, we're always, uh, as, as addictions, professionals if you will and and uh, biblical counselors and ministers and servants you know we're always bumping up against suffering in one way or another and you know it's one of those things where in this uh you know there are things that are exclusively of god Mm -hmm. or of faith or of the kingdom and then there are things that are exclusively of the world right and so and those are a lot of things there's this hard contrast between things but suffering is one of those rare things that's actually universal. universal. No yeah. one, no one gets to miss out mm. on suffering. So whether you're reading uh, some famous secular f- or atheist philosopher, or you're reading the Holy Bible, you're going to read and hear quite a bit about suffering. The difference is, is how we suffer. Mm. You know, what do we do with it? What, what, what impact? does suffering have on our lives is it is it good is it productive does it make us better or is it bad is it something that takes something away from us Uh, something good that we need does it take it away from us does it make us weaker does it make us less productive does it make us uh, discouraged so um i'm looking forward to this discussion today bobby give us some give us some biblical insight on that let
4: me lay one template for you Uh, You know, I was thinking while Brett was talking, is like, you know, does it make you bitter or does it make you better? Yeah. Right? So, like, the suffering. And and, and let Mm. let me just uh, say something that Peter said. By the way, First Peter, if you just want to study the whole book, is a book on suffering. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a book on suffering, all manner of things. And, you know, he's talking about workplace suffering. He's talking about suffering your wife (laughs) and or your wife suffering her husband. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's talking about all these very – you know suffering for being a christian but listen listen as he's kind of beginning to wrap the thing up he says don't think it's strange when a fiery trial comes to you mm. this family what happened was that their son who they'd raised up in a godly home and they were they were uh certified acbc counselors and and uh, you know godly people and all this kind of stuff and their nineteen-year-old son experimented with mushrooms and found himself running naked down the street, running across the top of of cop cars, trying to stab cops until they shot him dead. Yeah. And they found it. They and, and it was so public uh, that it, there was news reports about it, showing him running naked across the top of a cop car, and. You know, it's like all of a sudden they're thrust in the middle of not only did I lose my son, but I lost my son in this crazy way that was public and horrible and all this kind of stuff. And and, and so, well, that's a fiery trial in case you're wondering. Uh-huh. But it's also a fiery trial when you get cancer. Uh, it's also a fiery trial when, you know, it doesn't matter when your uh, young baby dies. Uh, there's a girl in Glendale and... In, in, uh, 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 ma'am, the only reason I'm mentioning—I'm not going to mention your name—but the only reason I'm even mentioning this situation was because she was very public uh, in her uh, in her grief uh, and uh, shared a lot of uh, things that were a, an extraordinary blessing to me. And she—I've never met this woman at all, but but uh, her and her uh, her uh, son and her husband went out hunting, uh, and the boy was accidentally shot when he was eight years old and died. And then the following week, the husband died of a heart attack. I mm. mean, mm. I'm, I'm uh, like, I'm, I'm, listen, around. like she has entered a fiery trial. And here's what God says. Beloved, don't think it's strange when that happens. Mm. Don't think it's strange. We do not live in a perfect world. Somebody is going to T-bone your mama, and she's going to die. You know what I mean, and the thing is, is that those things are really happening. You know, and we all know it's going to happen. And most of you who are listening to me have already been in an extraordinary fiery file, fiery trial. So that's the first thing that God says. Don't think something strange happening to you. The other thing that He says that I, that I think is important is He says, "But when you're suffering." And you're a Christian, don't be ashamed, but glorify God in your suffering. Mm -hmm. And then he concludes, he says, therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God.
1: According to the will of
4: God. And and remember, he talked about the sovereignty of God. That's it. And, And by the way, if you don't understand the sovereignty of God in suffering, read the book of Job.
1: Yeah.
4: I mean, Job had 10 kids that got killed in one day. And then and and even like Job, not only did their kid get killed, but the dad, who'd never been hospitalized, was hospitalized the next day, and the mom came mom came down with terminal cancer, which God spared her of. And and um, but you know, she still has a lot of suffering in her body from the cancer thing she went through. And so not only was their child killed, but also their bodies were attacked, just like in Job. And so if anybody suffers for the will of God, commit their souls to God to do good as to a faithful creator. God is faithful. Even when you're suffering,
1: especially when you're suffering, especially especially when That's, you're suffering. that was their testimony. That was their whole especially point. Their whole point was
4: that a lot of people like once they're done, they go hide and the hole. They almost die, mm-hmm. They they don't suffer to the glory of God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They actually hate God and and you know like Job's wife it said, curse God and die. And, but the testimony of Job was in the whole thing. It said, Job did not. Count anything against God he said the Lord gives and the Lord takes away blessed be the name of the Lord That's how you glorify God in suffering, but it doesn't mean you're not suffering I mean and and one of the things I was wanted to say about this lady in Burnsville Was that when those two things happened to her the things that she wrote uh, were shocking to people I mean it was she wrote such wonderful hymns and poems I mean, like, they weren't, she didn't write them to be hymns, but, you know, there were these glorious prose and, that she wrote about, the, about how wonderful God was. And, I mean, it, she was suffering in a way that glorified God. And so, what, that's what we're trying to say, is you are going to suffer. Everybody out there say amen. Sure. Amen. amen. It's going to be a fiery trial. And you don't get out of that. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. That's part of the human condition. It's part of living in a fallen world where the world, the the flesh, and the devil is destroying us. And so here's the thing. We are going to suffer. But what God has provided for his people is a way to suffer in a way that glorifies him, in a way that is for his glory and for our good. And it's hard to think, how can this be for my good when it's all happening to you? But it is. Imagine how much differently you would think
3: or how you would live your life or what your day-to-day would look like if you knew what the, what the future was going to hold regarding your suffering yeah. or regarding the, the after your season of suffering. And what we're trying to uh, convey this morning is that as believers, we do know what's coming. It's like, uh, it's like. well, you know, no one knows the future, but there are certain things that God tells us in His Word that we can count on mm-hmm. and therefore have hope in. Listen to how Paul says it. I love this. I use this all the time, almost daily in my counseling practice. In Romans chapter 5, he says, not only that, uh, but we rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces endurance, Mm. and endurance produces Mm. character, and character Mm. produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame uh, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So we know what this season of suffering is going to produce. Mm. We We already know what the fruit is going to be. Now, that doesn't mean that it's still not suffering. That doesn't mean that it's not incredibly uncomfortable and sometimes incredibly painful. But we can rejoice because we know what's on the other side.
1: And that's what I heard through their testimony, Bobby and Brett, was that in the midst of all of this, no matter what, they wasn't going to miss the opportunity for God to get the glory. Yeah, and that they knew that there was a better season of life coming after it, and it it really just reiterated that whole. It, it, James it was really passage. painful to me listening uh, to their
4: story. Yeah. I really it exposed my own heart because when I saw the news, you know, they showed the newscast from yeah. seventeen years ago. When I saw it and I heard this dad say that you know i mean i saw him out in public in front of the cameras they interviewing him you know mm-hmm. and he was giving glory to god and and just saying i just want you to know how bad drugs are and maybe god can use this to help you know people see this or whatever i thought to myself that is the last thing i would have run in my you know i would have hid from the cameras i would have said get out of here i need my privacy or whatever people say you know what i mean i just imagined myself like going into a cocoon grabbing two of my best friends and just crying all week you know and and the thing is is that and and uh, but this guy had really purposed in his family to suffer in a way uh, to, you know, and, and he and he mm. said he said in his own grief, he said, I was overwhelmed, like completely paralyzed with grief for a year, a full year. Yeah. And he said, but you know what, you know, I still wasn't going to miss the moment to glorify God. Mm. I was like, that was faith. That I'm not did. sure I have and that, by the that way. It. And, and and I was begging God not to test me. I don't yes. want that test. Thank you. Lead me not into that test. Thank you.
1: Well, uh, well, guys, we're going to take another break. We'll be right back, and we're going to continue on our topic of suffering well.
3: This is Brett Butler, and I'm the Executive Director of Crosswind Ministries in Corinth, Mississippi. Crosswind is a local ministry ordained and equipped by the Lord Jesus Christ to serve and bring hope to families and individuals who are in need of assistance. We like to think we exist to serve those who are poor in resources and poor in spirit. If you think about it, that's really all of us at one time or another. We are located at 703 Tate Street, south of the railroad tracks in downtown Corinth, and our number is 662-287-5600. You know one of the most common questions I get from neighbors in the community is quite simply what type of help
0: Bain & Bowen Attorneys at Law are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain & Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Bain & Bowen Attorneys at Law will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve for all your legal needs. Call Bain & Bowen at 662. 662- 287-1620 that's 286-1620 now back to HOPE with Tommy Wilson Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson
1: well guys welcome back here to our show HOPE where we're talking about suffering and uh, during our break we talked about the next part of our topic we want to talk about and that's that when I was running around in the world, you know, guys, I had this perception that the folks on Sunday morning really had their life together and that they didn't have to suffer. You know, I think it's a what common. What are you trying to
3: say? You mean they, they, I, I, they it's don't?
1: A, it's a common misconception, I feel like, that the world has, viewing through the, the lens of the world, looking at the church, thinking that these church folks show up on Sunday with their Sunday best on and their smiles on. They got the kids dressed up. That they don't have to suffer they don't mm-hmm. have trials going yeah. on and that's uh, as far from the truth i've learned as uh, as anything well and-,
4: and we've learned wesley we've learned actually just how to be liars yeah. You know, like, here, here's the greatest lie in church. How you doing? Fine. That is mm-hmm. the biggest lie in church. Blessed. Ain't nobody doing fine. <laughs> what, what <was> <laughs> you know what I mean? What you on? talking <laughs> about? What was yeah. the fine
1: acronym that they said? What You know, somebody broke it down one day. Yeah. We it's like, not yeah, good. Not true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blessed
3: by the best and better than yeah. I deserve.
4: Exactly. And 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 the truth mm. is that, you know, we're not doing fine, you know? No. And that, what if we came in and said, how are you doing? I'm suffering. You know, my kids, you know, back, you know, it's Uh, relapsed and and we're just worried every day that he might you know something bad might happen to Mm. him or my sister got cancer you know what what if it was that we were real about our stuff or my husband's fixing to leave me or my marriage is horrible and I don't know if it's going to make it I mean what if we came to church Mm. you know uh, fellow sufferers so that we could could wrap our arms around each other you know we're sufferers and and One of the things that's helped me in counseling is that I realize that people are suffer that maybe sin caused their suffering, but when they come to me they're sufferers. Mm. Mm. They're suffering. They're suffering with something. They're suffering. They don't think their marriage is going to make it or, you know, they can't or, or they're overwhelmed. And, and even even like, let's say that a, a person that just had an affair or something. Well, the husband's suffering because he can't believe that he had an affair and he doesn't want to lose his marriage. And the wife's suffering because she can't believe that he did it and she feels betrayed. And, but everybody's suffering. They come, there's definitely sin that's at, behind it that needs to be cleaned up. But we, we come to each other as sufferers. And some of the things that we, some of the things that, and, and here's the other deal, is when I say I'm fine or blessed by the rest or something <laughs> like that, when I say those things, the dude who I'm saying it to knows I'm lying, and I know I'm lying. <laughs> you know what I mean? And,
1: and, well, and Well, how you really doing is what I want to say next, you know? Well, that that's it. Almost in that moment, it's like we're, we're being a little standoffish and saying, well, I'm not really just going to. Yeah open up and be vulnerable or, or tell you the full truth of how I'm really doing. So sometimes, uh, you know, we, we come off a little bit standoffish in the church world and maybe that's why that perception's given. But I am here to tell you that the fact is that whenever the Lord saved me, suffering didn't stop. Trials didn't stop just the way that I approached them, the way that I got to the backside of them, the way that I grew through them obviously is what changed in, uh, Really, in that moment, what I did was I started to look to the Lord and to trust the Lord in those hard times, and that was really the central message of the Butchies: is don't miss the opportunity to grow in that season of suffering. Yeah, the church—the church is not a shrine for saints; it's a hospital for sinners.
4: Uh, Doctor Phil just uh, uh, sent me that note, and that's mm-hmm. the truth, you know. <laughs> and and don't miss the opportunity. Don't think that suffering is going to elude you; it's not. Um, I mean, and so be willing and ready to face each other as sufferers and as sinners and as people that by God's grace can do something with that that's glorious. One of the things that uh, in Brett's passage that he was reading out of Romans 5 was it doesn't leave us ashamed. In other words, I don't need what is it that makes me say, fine, shame. I don't want you to know how bad things really are in my marriage. Embarrassment. Yeah, I'm I'm ashamed, right? I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that if you knew how bad things really are in my marriage, you wouldn't accept me and you wouldn't say that I'm a good Bible teacher at Sunday school Mm. and blah blah blah. But I was part of a pastor's prayer group for a bunch of years. Twenty five pastors. We met every week. We prayed over our ministries and we prayed over each other. We we were just there for each other. But you know what was one of the things that happened? one guy was having an affair never told anybody it blew up and blew him up one guy was addicted to porn he never told anybody Mm. Mm. some church secretary caught it his life blew up and so we sat together and said look you know we're suffering some of us are some of us have horrible marriages anybody want to raise their hand about that Mm. you know what I mean and it's like, well, you feel disqualified from ministry because you, know, you and your wife are fighting. You haven't figured stuff out yet, and and the problem is that we we we're sufferers, but we hide it because of shame. Yeah. But God says, "Look, you don't need to hide it because of shame." You know what I mean? It, there's no shame in suffering. The word that He always lends he leaves at the end of it is hope. Yeah. yeah. that's the word at the end, listen to this passage in Romans 8. It's it's just a couple Mm -hmm. verses down, but it says this. It says, we know that the whole creation is groaning and laboring with birth pangs until now. The whole creation is suffering. In other words, Kudzu actually wants to go back to China, where it (laughs) came from. (laughs) And, and, And so listen, and not only that, but we also us who have the first fruits of the Spirit, us believers, mm. we also are groaning within ourselves. We're suffering even if nothing's happening, waiting eagerly for the adoption, the redemption of our bodies, and listen to the language. We're saved in this hope.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: We're saved in this hope. <clears throat> hope is at the end of suffering every time. That's yeah. the name of our show, by the way. Yeah. Can it's you imagine, a, again, Bobby? Those
3: those two pastors that you just referenced, um, I, obviously, I don't know them. That was uh, way before our time together, and in another state, on another, in another part of the country. But, but I just know that those men were probably suffering so significantly they they were just being eaten up they knew in, they their, were living in their in their they gut to, they they knew yeah. that we could help them yeah. even. but here's they, they knew but he, we'd
4: put but they yeah. were just afraid
3: but here's what happens is so it's like you know they're no doubt were suffering uh, tremendously but they had come to believe a lie hmm. they had come to believe the lie that they could not or should not share what was going on in, in the dark or in their secret place or, or in their proverbial closets, right? And, uh, and that's a lie. I mean, the body of Christ is the safest place for everyone in it, right? Not, not should be the safest place. It is the safest place. That's the truth.
4: Yeah. Listen, let me tell yeah. you a little, the rest of that story. So what I said was to the group, I said, you know, we're faking it. I don't know why we're meeting. We're supposed to be yeah. here for each other. We're supposed to have our arms wrapped around each other. And if we're just going to come and lie every week and not tell come each out. other our stories then what are we here for? Mm. Yeah. And there was a assembly. God pastor, raised his hand. He said, I struggle with porn too. And we put our arms around that guy mm-hmm. and loved on him. Yeah and it wasn't six months later mm. god delivered him from that he began to walk in impurity nobody ever heard about that except us mm. he began to walk in purity it wasn't six months later that a great tragedy he had a, mm. a a mercy ministry at his church where they passed out food boxes they delivered one to a home and the guy cut the deliverers up and killed them and raped them and stuffed them in the backyard mm. you can read about it it's still very big news story in Phoenix, mm. and um, and guess what happened on Sunday morning? There were ten pastors that we all left our pulpits and sat on his front row, and we there we supported him and his whole church through that whole thing. And and had God not rescued this guy, he would have been a mess. He wouldn't have been equipped. You know what I mean? You don't ever know where. So that whole church went through suffering. That whole family went through Mm -hmm. suffering. But that pastor was willing to open up to his life of trouble and suffering. And, And what I mean, you say, well, that was just sin, not suffering. No, no, no. The soul suffers when it sins. Listen to how David described it when he had adultery. He said, All day long, your hand was heavy on me. Mm. My vitality was stripped of me. It was like all my bones were being crushed. And you know when you're living in sin and you're playing games that your vitality is stripped of you. And you don't even know, restore to me the joy of my salvation and don't take away your Holy Spirit from me. Those were what David was saying when he was playing around with his sin. And so my deal is that there is a suffering of the soul that goes along with all this stuff, and we need each other. And so, you know, mm-hmm. what if it was that we just admitted we were sufferers? Yeah. What if it was that we admitted we were sinners? And what if it was that we admitted that we needed God and his people in order to get through it all?
1: well that's it because we are Hmm. (laughs) you know because we are them admitting it or not that's the facts and uh, we are uh, equipped to handle that and face those situations in Christ so thankful for the scripture in that moment we're gonna take a break we'll be right back to uh, wrap our our hope show up.
0: Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy,
2: 662-438-6605. Hey folks, it's Tommy Wilson, Car Mattress Furniture Outlet, right here in Coren, Mississippi on Highway 72. Man, it is it hot. It's summertime, just right for a water slide for your parties or your family reunions. We have several to pick from there at the store. Also, we have hot deals on mattresses. We've got $400 off of kings on certain mattresses for this summer. Come see us right there on Highway 72. And remember, you got to come three miles west of high prices and get them deals.
4: Here's the choice to making your voice be heard, to getting exactly what you want, especially when you eat. At Subway restaurants, you choose your freshly baked bread, meats, Cheese and veggies to make a sub that's just right for you. Come in and create yours today.
0: Subway, eat fresh. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson.
1: Well, welcome back here to our show. Our last segment of the show, Hope. Uh, We've been sharing about suffering today, and in the break, Brett. You uh, brought up uh, an experience the local community went through uh, in some yeah. years past. Uh, share, share what was on your heart with that.
3: So, uh, you know, a well-known and beloved member and leader of the faith community here locally and and really regionally is um, uh, Brother Kenny Digby. And I, I can't help, anytime I think about suffering and suffering well and, and belief and hope, um, I always think of his story. Um, you know, Kenny had a... Um, uh, a son that was um, a senior in high school. Um, I believe he had already accepted a scholarship to go to college, and just this uh, bright young man who was killed tragically um, in a car accident. And uh, surprisingly to some, not everyone, but to some, uh, Brother Kenny um, decided to um, to speak or to actually um Preached the funeral for his own son, and um, and I wasn't there because I didn't know Brother Kenny that, that way back then. But I, but I was told that, um, of course, the the room was full, and there was a certain amount of of just shock that 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 Brother Kenny could even keep it together yeah. to to speak at a time like that. And there were tears everywhere, of course, and and um, Kenny uh, uh, quoted Romans eight twenty eight. He said and we know that those that for those who love God all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose and they said that he paused for a moment and he leaned in and he looked at the crowd and he said you either believe it or you don't well wow. and every time that i think about that story or i talk about it or whatever um, it has the same impact on me it's like we either believe what the word of god says and we believe his promises or we don't right
4: mm-hmm. and, and their direct contact was context of that verse is in that passage that we had just talked about in romans 8 where it says the whole creation and groaning and we're groaning mm-hmm. with them waiting for the redemption of our body but in all these things even while you're groaning God is working it together for our good and for his glory and so he's glorified in our suffering he gets victory over it he he uh, he uh, purifies our hearts all the different things that we that you read out of that Romans 5 things are the gifts that come out of suffering Uh, but uh, but but when you're standing in the middle of it and all the air's out of the room mm. and your son is not there anymore and as most of you know he had also lost a wife earlier to a, a car accident yeah. um and so uh this dude had suffered some serious loss and, and um, to be able to stand there and say you either believe it or you don't is a whole different thing than us standing here now and saying it, even though it's true. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, which goes back to what you were saying, Wesley, was like the Gucci families that we heard in Cincinnati, they were saying like, y- y- you know... If you guys do this later and talk about it, that's not when the rubber miss, meets the road. The rubber it. meets the road when you're standing there at your own son's funeral and mm. you're preaching it, and you're saying, "If you either believe it or you don't, mm.
1: well, you know." And I, I remember we had uh, Brother Kenny here on the show, and he gave a testimony of going through that time of suffering and trials, and and he said exactly what you just said, Brett. He said, "You know, if I'm out here preaching it." and and Roman 8 Roman 8 and 28 has to be real in my life in that moment yeah I either believe it or I don't and Mm -hmm. you know and I know God's got a plan and he said man it was hard but he said he I'll never forget it he said he was gonna made a decision that day to let it make him better not Mm -hmm. bitter and he said he clinged on to his Bible he got in his backyard and opened up the Word of God and he leaned on that and then you know, and that that was the testimony that we heard from the Bucci's as well, is that they mm-hmm. leaned on the Word of God, and they leaned on the people of God. You know, uh, in the middle of loss, it's uh, always comforting to have people around, and I'm always... You know, I'm always awkward about it because I don't know what to say. Yeah. You know, we go into rooms and we don't know what to say. We don't know what to do. But, you know, oftentimes just, just presence being there. is yeah. plenty, you know. And,
4: and God told us, you know, that we would comfort each other with the comfort that we had already received when we needed it. You know what I mean? And so big picture, we're all going to suffer. Fact we need each other, and we need the Lord Jesus when we're suffering. Fact, it's going to be according to God's will. He didn't take His, He didn't quit being our good Shepherd when we started suffering. He's going to shepherd us through it. It's according to His will and uh, His hope, His desire. How He is forming us is that we can suffer in a way that glorifies Him, since we have to suffer anyways. Well,
1: that's it,
3: and and you can think about this. So if if endurance. Strength, resiliency, character, and hope are things you desire. And for every believer, and I mean, yes, those are all things that we desire. There's only one way, according to Scripture, to achieve those things, and that's through suffering. And it's we don't always look
1: at it like that, right? Yeah. Um, but that's the truth of Scripture. Well, that's it. There's, there's an opportunity in that moment for you to really press into what god has for you and to grow it, yeah. it's a faith builder is what the Bucci said and they you know that that james verse had to be yeah. real in that moment as well yes. and james that one two there it says consider it all joy my brethren when you encounter various trials yeah oftentimes we don't look at that as an opportunity to grow but a, an opportunity to um you know to uh trust our faith and lean in closer to the Lord but what a beacon of light that is whenever you do do it God's way and how he can use that well uh, Dr. Phil here is giving us the the countdown I think we're <laughs> Y'all in didn't the- know
3: Dr. Phil was here that's actually the Dr. Phil Womack yeah, that is Yeah Dr. <laughs> Dr. Phil man he keeps us straighter <laughs> Not the here. lesser version from TV and yeah. the internet you know this is Dr. Well,
1: Phil yeah. Womack's show well, that's it. We're uh, we're getting close to the end of our show here, folks. So we've had a great show. I think this is probably a topic we could talk about for days on end. Mm. Suffering, we've all went through trials and tribulations, mm. and uh, we see it every day in the addiction community. A lot of times folks get to where they are because of those trials, traumatic responses, and responding wrong. And so, in essence, mm. that's what we do every day is point people to uh, turn to the Lord during mm. their... Trials and tribulations. So uh, we got one minute left. I want to invite you out to Living Free Ministries tonight at six o'clock. Our brother Bobby Jackson will be sharing and we'll have a meal to go afterwards. Uh, come join us. We'd love to have you. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I'm thankful for the opportunity to share in what it is you're doing, Lord, each and every day. I pray, Lord, that if there is anyone out there suffering today, that they would look to the answer, and, and that's your son, Jesus that we would cling fast to the cross in our hardest of times and and trust you, Lord, so that you may receive the glory through it. And uh, just, Lord, we love you, and we're thankful for uh, all of our blessings. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.